Welcome to the art of the dive. Game week 16 done. Game week 17 on the way. We have a nice week to just relax and think about the game for a little bit. We do have Champions League coming up, but not the fast and furious that we've had to deal with the last couple game weeks. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm in a winter drudgery. A, A winter drudgery, huh? Yeah, I don't know if that's a real word, but I'm just going to use it, so... It's probably a real word. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, like doldrum, maybe? Maybe that's what I was thinking, okay. so... Well, now you're just kind of making things up, but um, it must be pretty cold over there, huh, in L.A.? Must be yeah, tough. it's been like 65, Oof. you know, some clouds, but for the most part, sunny, so... Yeah, that sounds rough. This morning, it was uh, uh, 3 degrees Fahrenheit when I woke up. That's not bad. Like, what is that in Celsius? Uh, I don't. I don't remember how to do my Fahrenheit to Celsius conversions. Yeah, I don't either. Well, it's like it's like one point eight times the degree plus thirty two to get to Fahrenheit. So I guess you divide by one point. Whatever. It's a made up measurement anyway. So let's not worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into uh, a couple things. So. We finally have a week here to kind of relax. It was pretty crazy. We had the carnage of game week 15. We had a lot of craziness in game week 16. Uh, so now 17, we have a full week off, which is good because I, I do feel like I need like a little bit of time to just cool down, think about things. And I think a lot of managers are kind of in the same boat. So this week's pod, we're going to talk a little bit about you know, some of that those topics that maybe we want to be thinking about in this next week going into the festivist period here and yeah i don't know i'm kind of excited to talk about it are you feeling good about your game week well the answer to that is a solid no um i can see why you're excited about it based on your game week but i probably made in like my memory minus that you know negative 80 i took um this was probably one of the worst moves i've made in a long time the hard part is that it didn't feel like that bad of a move, um, and it just it, it went south quick. So, all right, you want to save it for your airing of grievances? Sure, I'll save it for. I guess that means I have two airing of grievances. Is that oh. allowed? Well, yeah, that's fine. You can air okay. twice. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so really quick, um, I did make a video about how to do a podcast. Um, like about a month ago, I had thrown out a a thing on Twitter just asking people if they're interested. A lot of people were, and so I did make a short video. Uh, it's on our website. Um, it's on our Twitter account. If you want to check it out, if you're into podcasting or kind of want to see, like, what goes into us making our podcast, um, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, we did get some pretty solid reviews. Uh, Bobby Love said, one out of ten needs more Jake, which I was pretty upset with. I called Bobby Love out on on that for loving Jake. So Jake, Bobby Love loves you. Yeah, that's nice of him. And uh, I'm going to have to agree. I wasn't consulted on this. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Gray said, should have had a PSL on the the desk. Hashtag Jake's an idiot. Yeah. Well, Peter Gray, my response is, um, right now it's peppermint mocha time of of the year. So (laughs) although you can probably find PSLs at certain Starbucks locations, it's much more likely that you'd find peppermint mocha. 
So I yeah. uh, I'm partial to the second review. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I prefer the first one by Bobby Love. So okay. Well, we uh, last week asked for people to send in their their grievances, seeing as we'll be celebrating Festivus this year. If you don't know what this whole Festivus thing is, it's a Seinfeld reference for those of you that are completely lost and not updated with any type of pop culture from the 90s. So uh, Aaron of Grievances um, is an opportunity to basically rant about things that you're upset about. So uh, can I go first, Jake, or do you want to go first? No, go first. Okay, I'm going to go first. Uh, Aaron of Grievance for Marco. I think that essential is an overused word. It drives me absolutely crazy. Personal kind of evaluation of this word is like, well, here's how people use it, right? They'll say like, so-and-so is an essential player. So-and-so has become essential. I I just think it's stupid. There's no such thing. Well, all right, let me take that back. This year, there have been no essential players, only combinations of players. Um, Essential players, I think, in FPL are incredibly rare. Uh, For example, like Salah last year, I think he was an essential player. If you wanted to have a good season, you had to have him on your team. Sanchez the year before that, uh, Mahrez and Vardy three years back. It really, the, the, the real thing we're looking at is value. Okay, so are, do you have a player that you can, you can basically squeeze an incredible amount of value out of? And if you don't have him, you can't match other managers. So the one I've been seeing a lot lately is like uh, Doherty. The Wolves defender, people have been saying, oh, he's essential. How Anyone that doesn't, how can you not have him? He's essential. Um, I don't have him on my team, and I'm ranked like 500 in the world. Okay, so is he essential? Uh, no, he's not. If I had him on my team, would I probably be doing a little bit better? Yes, but if I had him on my team, I also have different player combinations. So uh, then I might not be doing as well as I currently am. So that's the end of my my airing of grievances. Yeah, fair point. And I think you hit the nail on the head with like last year, Salah was a guy that would be essential just based on how low his price was. He basically gave you so much good value that if you got him in, even when he was like probably one mil more expensive, to, he started at nine mil, I'm pretty sure. Even when he was at 10 million, he's still a fantastic value. So like, in that respect, I can see the use of the word, but definitely not this year because uh, FPL just did a better job price marking everybody. So. Yeah, it's just if if FPL does a really good job pricing people out, um, and if they sort out the uh, the price change system, which I think they've they have gotten better at in the last couple of years, um, then there shouldn't be that many players that are really essential. It's kind of like my whole argument about like template. Like there's a special team that everybody has and, and like people, people just like things to change. Right. So they like to say things like, Oh, this guy's essential now. And the template's been busted. And they just like to say stupid cliche shit. Yeah. Good area of grievances. I'll okay. go next. Yeah, go ahead. Um, mine is not super related to FPL, but uh, I don't like the fact that the English Premier League does not have VAR. Um, it seems like every game week that I watch, there is a huge mistake by the referees. And I get it. It's hard. It's a fast-moving game. I think the linesman 
have a very hard job and I think the center referee also is sometimes obscured by players etc um but like in a game where there's so few goals and momentum can swing I just don't get it that um they didn't let that happen yet um because you just you miss so many things um on a week-to-week basis and I think the game would be better off with it if they can make a system where the decisions are made in a relatively quick manner. Well, and they, they showed that during the World Cup, didn't they? Yep, I think they did. So Yeah, I, I, I've never understood the argument against it. Some people say it ruins the flow of the game. Um, there was recently a study published by the FA uh, that said, on average, in a 90-minute match, only 56 minutes... Uh, only 56 minutes of the match, the ball is actually in the field of play. Uh, and there's lots of ways that we could we could speed up play if that's what your real concern is. Um, we could force goalkeepers to take kicks a lot faster. Um, we could get more ball boys around the pitch. Um, we could do away with all of the theatrics that players take part in when they celebrate goals and when they get in refs' faces. There's a lot of things that we could talk about. Um, VAR is something that ensures that the game is called correctly. I completely agree with you. I don't understand any argument against it. Yeah. Yeah. So did any uh, other people write in for their area of grievances? Yeah, handful more. So I'm just going to hit them really quickly. We'll just read them. So FPL Squid said, I dropped Salah, obviously, so that he could be set free of the stress of having to perform for my FPL team, and he goes and bags a Hattie. Meanwhile, I replace him with Sané and take a hit to get Laka. Hashtag grievance aired. That that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I feel bad for the squid there. Yeah. Um, well, FPL squid that is literally my grievance, almost down to a T. Except I, the only thing that changed, I think, is I took a hit to bring in Kolesnak, which worked, um, and instead of Lacazette, I had a Obama man, which was slightly better, but basically the same thing. So. Also, there's no T in grievance, so just yeah. stupid saying. Uh, Sai, the fantasy guy, said. Will you and Jake be getting together so that he can attempt to pin you? Otherwise, it's not a true Festivus, nor does it ever end. I guess that wasn't really a grievance. He just wants us to wrestle. Um, the answer to that, Sai, is yes, we will. Um, yes, we will be using baby oil for the wrestling. And yes, we will be filming it. Hmm. I didn't know about any of this, so well, interesting. You know? That's kind of how it goes when you have a podcast, Jake. You didn't watch the video. That was the last part that I said. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's an essential part. It's essential. It's an essential aspect of every single podcast. All right. Well, looking forward to that. So you, That was a great chance for you, Jake, to say, yeah, we, you know, we'll be using VAR to see who, you know, who pins the other person. You had a chance to work your grievance back in there. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I didn't do it. So yeah, you never do anything right. All right, trust the Pogsess. I have a lot of problems with all this bonus point system. More like stupid point system. <laughs> What's even the point? And don't get me started with assists. I think the official FPL admins need to share their team so I know who is getting a ridiculous point or two. I, yeah, I agree. That's, that's a really good one. So I agree. Stupid point system. Uh, and then Mario and Bobby Love both just said Festivus Grievances, Elf on a Shelf, or Elf on the Shelf. They both hate Elf on the Shelf. Bobby actually said that it really boils his piss. That was a line that he used. I've never heard that line 
Yeah, I've never heard that either. Um, I didn't know this was still a thing. I thought that they they started that years ago and it kind of fell off. But yeah, what what is so the elf on the shelf is the elf is watching you? Is that what it's doing? Maybe it's kind of creepy when you really think about it. So yeah, I don't really know the tradition. It's not something that my family has ever done. Um, but I think that I didn't even look it up. I think the tradition right is the elf watches you and then reports to Santa or something. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I'm going to guess it's a perv elf, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's watching you all the time, you have to imagine like while you're sleeping, while you're showering, you know, while you're doing other things that might not be good. So who knows? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that boils my piss. I got to say. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, those are the grievances. Send in, we'll be doing airing of grievances through the Festivus season here, so uh, feel free to send in your airing of grievances, whether they're totally legit about FPL or if you just need to get something off your chest, we'll be happy to, to help share it with the FPL community. So um, FPL Cup qualification is done here. The number, I believe, was about 4.1 million, so if your overall rank was 4.1 million or better, uh, you got in. Honestly, it was kind of a shit show. Uh, you were saying before we started recording, this was a great week if you had and you used the word "old team." What do you wanna? What do you mean by that, old team? I didn't like look at it in detail, but it it just felt like um, you know, like a lot of teams probably didn't start the year off with Sane based on all the like news and rumors, and like he goes out and gets a one pointer. Um, you know, a lot of guys, I'm trying to think of like other examples. Most teams probably started the year with Salah or at least like more in percentage, but that's just kind of a guess in my head. And Salah goes out and has the best game week out of all players. Um, so I feel like a lot of teams that quit after a couple weeks probably still had Salah on their team. Um, you know, I, I can't think of any like great, great examples off the top of my head, but it just seemed like kind of a strange week. Not a lot of goals by a lot of like players that you would have expected to do well. Um, so yeah, just kind of a, a strange week altogether. Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair to say. I mean, like our our good buddy Jim, who um, has been having a really good year, had an absolute like catastrophe of a game week, um, and he has a, a pretty good team. Like he has, he has a decent bench depth. He had a couple injuries from the midweek game weeks, um, but he he's not going to make the cup. Yeah, yeah, I, that's a good... Him and I both have Martial on the team, so that's another good example of a guy who, you know, at the beginning of the year, probably not on too many teams, um, but recently he's just been on fire, scoring goals, um, like a, at least a goal a game, and, you know, he gets injured midweek. It's hard to, like, you know, you don't know if he's going to play. You know, another grievance that I was going to consider writing on here is, like, the whole um, pregame talks by coaches you know the pressers they don't give any information so it's you don't want to like i've done this already this year i got rid of frazier because i was scared he wouldn't play and then he goes ahead and bangs a hat trick so you just have to be a little bit cautious and with them playing southampton you knew goals were coming so right well i guess let us know how you you all do in the cup um the cup is really i mean the reality of it is it, it a lot of it is just random right i mean it matters kind of who you get matched up again, but it also just matters like if you hit a good game week while the other person doesn't, um, you know, and it's, it's also, it's often fine margins and you're not really planning to 
you know, set a lineup to beat the other person's team. It's, it's just not how it works. So it's just kind of lucky. And so it would be really cool if someone that listens to the show has a nice run. I think the furthest I've ever gone is like the fourth round. Maybe I made it to, um, so yeah, we'd love if, if anyone like has a little run, like, especially if you get second, third round, like reach out to us, let us know. We'll, we'll remember to talk about it in the next show as well. Um, okay. FPL Virgin wrote in, is there any truth to the rumors uh, that Jake insists on a peppermint mocha anemia when he records <laughs> uh, a pod. Enema, enema. Oh, enema, enema. Do you do an enema for your uh, peppermint um, mocha? N- no, I don't. Uh, I prefer to taste the coffee, but that would probably get me really jacked for the pod. So, yeah, you'd be. That's the direct delivery of caffeine into your body. You'd be good to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, I did go to the college that started that, so the whole yeah, idea so of butt when they chugging. Do an, yeah, when they do an enema like that, is it is it just a tube? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, that's how we do it, so on animals, so... I was going to say, like, that's how we do it. When we, <laughs> butt yeah, not me personally, but... Okay. Um, oh, yeah, you, you went to Tennessee, right? They killed a kid there doing that, didn't they? Yeah, did they kill him, or did they send him to the hospital? I can't remember. No, he died in a frat, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's Ooh. sad. Yeah. Bad choice by everyone involved, really. So, yeah, don't do that. Okay, uh, what he, uh, the real question that FPL Virgin was asking, what's, what's the way to recover from a, a bad game week? When I say bad game week, I mean curl up in the fetal position and impacts your home life bad. So, <laughs> all right, that's a good question. I mean, this game week, like I said, was it was a catastrophe for some people. Um, what do you do to recover from like a bad game week? We talked a little bit about it like a couple pods ago, kind of like the whole FPL life balance thing. Let's get to some real talk here. Go ahead, Jake. What do you think? Yeah. First thing I do is I don't do anything FPL or even like EPL related. Um, I, you know, I like going to play soccer, so that's fine. Like it's, it's different and it's outdoors. Otherwise I do other outdoor activities. I feel, um, but yeah, I mean, my wife gets really mad at me when there's a bad FPL game week and she's like, can you just like get over it? It's like not a real game. And then of course, you know, we get into an argument like, of course it's a real game. It's the most important game. I mean, I don't know why. It's but not yeah. a real game. You're <laughs> anyways, not a real game. <laughs> anyways, I tend to distance myself from FPL, EPL. Don't read any news. Don't read any articles for at least 24 to 36 hours really doesn't make a huge difference for the most part um except for i guess this this last game week that would have been kind of difficult um but yeah that's what i usually do yeah it is hard because especially for those of us that are are heavily involved in the community like fpl virgin and you and i jake um you know we all contribute like some sort of content to the community and we all enjoy interacting with other people from the community and so we really do want to do well it's it's kind of like an extended group of friends. We don't really know like a lot of the other people, but you you get to know their personalities. And so you want to share in the successes that those people are also experiencing. And, and you, you do really sometimes feel like super down if you perform poorly. Um, but I mean, the reality of it is, and I've been really trying to remind myself of the, that this year is, um, is it's just that it, it is a game, even though hashtag FPL is life. Um, and I completely agree with you, like stepping away from a few days. Um, I actually like to watch the Champions League matches a lot whenever they're, I can I can get them on just because um, you can appreciate the game without having to have like 
necessarily an investment in in points even though i am watching players like please don't get hurt please don't get hurt please don't get hurt um but yeah just stepping away from the game and resetting i think and then definitely having like another hobby is good um i don't know if this is true but i kind of get the feeling that a lot of people well not a lot but some of the people in the fpl community like this is their thing their one thing that they do and um i don't know i feel like maybe you're putting all your eggs in one basket there yeah and is it a basket that even exists or matters as my wife would say so i don't know you know what you should tell your wife (sighs) no what should i tell her tell her that i really appreciate her and she's an awesome woman yeah i'll I'll tell her that yeah yeah Yeah. you tell her okay uh biceps 11 update from fpl squid he wrote in ivanovich has a big ass <laughs> I said I said uh I think I think you're confused on how this works and he said uh I thought it was the muscliest player in the league I know he's not on Chelsea anymore but are you saying only upper body matters hashtag all muscles matter hashtag dad ass <laughs> <laughs> well played squid yeah squid wins again uh let's get into our teams we've kind of been bantering about ridiculous things for the last 15 minutes here so Jake, uh, how'd your team do this week? You said not the greatest. Um, average was 55 overall. And what was the top 1K average? Let me pull it up really quick. Uh, looks like it was 61 top 1K. So 54 overall, top 1K of 61. How did you do? Not well. I got 51 points. Um, as I said, I mean, this was a strange game week because Man City blinked, which I'm right. pretty sure has not happened yet. Sterling yeah, and insane. Sané, I mean, I was so excited when I saw both those guys starting. Granted, it was already after a Salah hat trick in which I literally just transferred him out. Bad move by me because he was fresh. I just really thought Bournemouth, have, they haven't been terrible. They're not great defensively, but I think there was just a lot of things going wrong with them. Couple center mids injured. Uh, Wilson didn't play, and I think that does make a difference when you lose a good striker like that. Yeah, for sure. They also Hold up they play. don't. Yeah, they don't have a lot of depth, and you know it's a short game week, and Liverpool is able to rotate more. So I should have just rolled a transfer, um, but I got really excited to make like one of those kind of mini wild cards with moving out three players. I still think Sane is good to have at this point in time. Um, I still like Sterling. I I do think that Man City is a little bit in trouble without Aguero. The rest of my team did okay. Like Doherty scored a goal, had another good chance. Richarlison scored a goal today. Hazard had two assists. Um, you know, Obama man had an assist. He was probably the biggest disappointment. I didn't get to watch that game unfortunately because I was at work. Um, you can maybe tell me about it if you did or what your thoughts are. And then. You know, TAA didn't play, Martial didn't play, Wilson didn't play, and they've been getting me a ton of points each week. Right. So not terrible, but not good. And who did you captain? I captained uh, Obama Man, so he got an assist and two points. So okay, I mean, so not it, it wasn't the end of the world. It definitely was not a great game week, but it wasn't what some people had this week. True, it was. It all really came down to Salah and me getting rid of him too soon. That's kind of been the story of my year, you know. Yeah. And in addition to that, minus eighty, which really hurt me. But not bringing in Sterling till after Southampton, getting you know getting rid of Frazier uh, right before he gets a hat trick, and now getting rid of Salah right before he gets a hat trick. So 
it's hard to boil boil it down to like individual moves sometimes, but those are really big point swings if I look back on it. And it's not like my team's doing terrible overall. I mean, I I'm you know 500k after getting two red arrow weeks. Not great, but not terrible. Um, but yeah, those moves hurt. So okay, so you're 500k overall. Yes. With a minus 80 on the season. With a minus 80 thrown in there. Yeah. So. Oh, you're, you're, you're okay. You're going yeah. to be all right, buddy. Okay? Yeah, hey, thanks. Hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. You're going to... It's not your fault. Okay? Yeah. FPL virgins, right? I'm going to go get myself a peppermint mocha enema after this. So Yeah, that'll be fun. It's not yeah. the only enema you're going to be giving yourself. Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by that. So yeah, I think you know exactly what I mean, and the <laughs> listeners at home do too. All right. Well, how'd uh, your team do? Uh, I did really well. I had an awesome week. Um, I finished on 93 points. Um, game week rank of 102,000. So really nice game week rank. Really nice score. And like you said already, it's really just a solid thing. Um, solid captain. Uh, in the back, I had Alonzo and Robertson with um, clean sheets, and Robertson with the assist. Felipe Anderson, who I brought in this week uh, on a transfer with a goal and assist, hazard to assist. And then um, for the second week in a row, Kamara coming off the bench with a goal for me um, because Trent Alexander-Arnold and Wilson did not play. Uh, So happily fielded still 11 guys, um, had a really nice game week, and green arrows everywhere. I am up to 508 in the world and 17th in the u.s so that's solid yeah pretty amazing i will say i really always want you to do well but the the kamara goals back-to-back weeks really pisses me off so yeah pretty outrageous amount of luck um i don't i guess it was kind of a situation where i've been holding him all year just because he's a low price and i got super lucky in that we have a new manager and suddenly he's kind of in favor so i don't know yeah, they and they got destroyed, and he still bangs a goal. It's it's like well done. So. Yeah, it's it's not by any means like a skill thing, right? So, um, a couple of people online were asking me about that, like, oh, you know, how do you know to make the picks that you're making? And um, I mean, with a lot of players, it's super stats based. But like a guy like Kamara, that's not that's not stats based. That has to do with my team structure, and um, I just got lucky. So you you know, we've said you need to get lucky in the game once in a while too. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, I am going to read the lead dive leaderboard. This is the first week in a while that we've recorded where the the leaderboard has been updated completely. So I will read from bottom to top, 10 to 1, um, so that people can, can see where everyone's at. We have had a lot of movement because it, it's been, uh, I think it's been three game weeks since we've read it in the actual official order at the end of that game week. So here we go. Number 10. Samuel Shapiro, SR7, with uh, 1,040 points. So that's the number 10 mark, okay? Uh, Nine, John Eric Torstenstein, uh, Lone Wolfs, James Richards, Molten Wanders, number seven, FPL Dare, uh, Arnie Marius Haugen at six, Homebrew FC, Neil Curra at five, Swindon Wanders, Andrew Bladen at four, two, CB. Uh, Matt Frisky is in the third spot, the Kyoto Kid, Fripe, Pearson, ACU Fudo FU. Yeah, I, I think I he explained that to me at one point what the name is supposed to be, and I forgot. Uh number two, and then number one, it's fucking coming home. Marco, the art of the dive pod. 
Let's go. Yeah, that's great. Um, early, still a lot of game weeks left, but good good news. So Yeah, always feels good to be sitting in the top spot um, of your own league. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't know because I've never been there, but yeah. Well, you know what, Jake? You can live vicariously through me. Yeah. Actually, I think that is a lie because I think after game week one, I was in first place in our mini league, but it didn't last long. I just don't believe that one bit. We'll have to double check, but I think I was, but whatever. Mm, no. Yeah, you weren't. Okay. Um, okay, so FPL tidbits, the only thing that I have this week, and I don't know if you have anything to add, but just Champions League matches this week. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in the pod. Do you have anything else there? No, I think that's good. Okay. Um, let's go quick through like stuff that happened this week because we have a handful of questions uh, for the upcoming game week. So game week 16, we already have talked about quite a bit. The big storylines, I think, there's probably kind of three of them the Salah Hattie uh the West Ham offense who, who's scoring you wrote down nine goals in the last three games and then the City Chelsea match should we make anything of it or not um I think that we've already hit on the Salah Hattie thing do you agree yeah I think so so okay. I, I uh, think we should talk about it more but I, I'm guessing there's questions on it so we can wait yeah so let's just get into the the West Ham offense so uh, scored three goals. Um, Chicharito, I believe, had um, one. Snodgrass had one. And uh, Felipe Anderson had one, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Um, I mean, what do we make of it? Are they are they the real deal, like, as an offensive team? I, You know, it seems like they have the players. It seems like those players are starting to come together. And when we look at the fixture run, they have great fixtures. I mean, kind of a downer that Arnie, this great offensive asset, is not playing there now. Um, with the injury but they have other players that are filling the spots I don't know how do we what's the best way to get into that team should we be getting into that team what are your thoughts Jake yeah I think I think you should um, honestly because like we said it's all about value you'd have to get in soon because their fixture runs definitely going to change I think they're going to come back down to a more average like one two goals a game you know at best but Again, this is the benefit, and we talked about this in in the past of watching games, and I think that they really struggled when they were putting Arnie definitely as a lone striker, but even next to Chicharito for that one game, you know, he just wasn't at full capacity, and I do think West Ham, you know, I actually, one of the pods we talked about who I thought would be in the top 10, it was like a question, I do, I don't know if I said at that point, um, but I do think West Ham will probably finish in the top 10. I think they're a solid team and Pellegrini's a good coach. Um, and when they field 11 players that aren't injured, uh, you know, without playing Arnie, uh, they're a good team. So difficult in the midfield because so many other players are doing well, but Felipe is cheaper. Um, at this point than a lot of them and I don't know how much that will change and then Chicharito is an interesting choice I would honestly have to look more at the stats but um, you know if Wilson remains injured he's someone I would maybe consider yeah that's what I was going to say so so he's averaging 2.72 shots per 90 which isn't outrageous um, but he is an absolute poacher he's right at his expected goals of four uh, four goals his expected is 4.44 um, and his expected assists is uh, 0.8 right now, um, and he currently doesn't have any. So th- the team is definitely clicking a little bit offensively. I'm a little nervous about Felipe Anderson. Um, he has six goals right now in the season with an expected goals of only three. 
Um, and he's only averaging one and a half shots per 90. Um, so I, I do get a little bit nervous about his ability to kind of keep performing at a super high level. Um, but I'm happy that I got on him this last week and then he performed. His price uh, is is going up. And I think that I'm probably going to hold him through this nice fixture run and then look to move him to another midfield player. Yeah, I think that's the good way to handle all these guys. And even like Snodgrass would be an interesting player to get in on and see what happens because um, he's just such a cheap way into that team. And right now, Bournemouth with Wilson being injured, as we just said, and like Frazier, you know, having tougher fixtures, like Snodgrass would be another interesting player to go to um, to free up some funds, maybe consider going more money in the back or up top so yeah a side note on wilson we don't know a lot about that injury definitely has a little hamstring uh you know twinge or something i don't know how long he's going to be out there has not really been anything reported um if it is a legit hamstring injury the estimations would probably be like you know between two and five weeks uh which in my humble opinion in the festivus period is probably enough time to look to move him if you have the transfers available. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so. side note. Okay, let's talk quickly about the City-Chelsea game. Uh, like you said, City offensive blank, uh, well, City blank, not one player would have had a return, um, which I don't think we've seen in like th- two or three years uh, with this team. Yeah, someone should write in on that, or we'll look it up. I honestly don't know. I didn't even think about looking it up. Yeah, I didn't either until now. I know they've led. They led almost all. They led all almost all of last year. Uh, They were first and second in total FPL points this year. They're well above in the the top of the table there. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is there? Do we make anything of it? You know, can we take anything from this game, or is it such a big EPL match? against two gigantic title contenders that it's kind of an outlier in the statistical category. Yeah, I I mean, I wish I could have watched this game to get a little bit more information. Um, I do think it's an outlier, but I do think that Jesus is just no Aguero, and I think they really struggle against better teams when they don't have Kuhn. I think that's the simplest way to say it. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are. No, I, I think that sounds right. I mean, the the thing that Aguero can do that so Jesus is Jesus is a work rate striker, right? He's um he's going to run his legs off. He's going to press the ball. Uh, he's going to try to make runs in behind the channel. And Aguero is a very different style of striker, especially as he's gotten a little bit older. Um, he has really grown into just a technical class striker he gets into tiny gaps he has great footwork to just create a half yard or a yard of space Uh, he can finish one touch Um, and so he really benefits that team more than Jesus especially against teams that are going to sit back and sorry really set them up to do that right he he set them up to be um, to be compact uh, to sit back a little bit deeper and then to play out through uh, through their midfield and then eventually through Hazard in the attack, which, I mean, that's the right recipe, right? To beat City, it's it's you got to kind of get lucky to to make it come off, but that is the right recipe to beat them, and um, you know they set up perfectly to do that. So you're completely right. Jesus is not the player in a situation like that. You know, 
he's a good player to come on for the last 10 minutes of a match and, and run around for you. Yeah. It's crazy to me, though, how bad Chelsea's defense has been recently, and then they do this. That's surprising. I will say that. Well, don't you think that it has a little bit to do? I mean, now we're kind of getting into more tactics and not FPL stuff, but don't you think it has to do a little bit more with the way they set themselves up for the match? I mean, if you, I know you said you didn't get to watch it. I did. Um, if, if you get a chance to watch like the extended highlights on the N- NBC Sports channel on YouTube, great uh, resource, by the way, for f- people that missed a match. They do like 10 minute recaps of all the matches. Um, so go check that out. Um, but if you watch the the highlights, uh, you'll just see that Chelsea's line sat very deep and they never stretched that midfield three. So they always had um, a shield basically in front of that back line. Um, and even Alonso, who was poor at many points, stayed really well connected to, I believe he plays on the same side as um, David Luiz. So he stayed he stayed very connected with him. There just weren't gaps for City to run into. Whereas when Chelsea's bossing the game more, uh, that midfield three is going to push a lot higher. They often commit like two of those midfield three up, and then they only have that one player shielding the back line. And honestly, like David Luiz is not good at judging space. And so he gets himself pulled all over the place. And Alonso just is like you sent that gif of Bambi, like trying to walk and falling over. I don't know what's going on in the back over there, but it sounds. Oh like my this. cat! My cat's automated feeder. I you know I forgot. Oh my so. god! Are you trying to ruin the podcast? No, no. So wasn't trying. Any, anyways, long story short, um, I think it has to do with the way Chelsea lined up. So yeah. That's fair. Um, it just is like, why not line up like that all the time if you're going to beat the best team in the league? So, But that's what they did with Conte, I guess, kind of, in a way. So, who yeah, knows? They, well, because against most teams, they they want to press the issue a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm just saying pressing the issue gave them a loss against a Wolves team that hasn't looked that good. So, all right. But whatever. That's it's a, not that's FPL, fair. so we can move on. Okay. All right. Well, we need to take a short break and then kind of get flying into the second half because we're running long here already. Um, when we come back, uh, we've got some game week 17 questions, um, a little bit about pers- defensive and offensive perspective um, with some, some teams that Jake's picked out, and then we'll just do a couple rapid-fire questions. Stay tuned. We are back. Jake's cat has eaten all the food, the automated feeder is finally done. Jake, do you have an automated feeder set up for yourself? You said your wife was gone. Well, she's basically my automated feeder, so now that she's gone, I do actually have to cook for myself. So That's pretty sad. Also, the fact that you just called your wife an automated <laughs> feeder, I will be clipping that out and sending that audio file to her at some point. All right, well, I will be no longer in a house, so it's going to be really loud on the streets of L.A. if we do a pod. So. I was going to say you'll probably be, like, in a coffin somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just well, that's true. Out. That would be quieter if I survived. So. <laughs> Oh, man, that is spectacular. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, we've got um, just a handful of Game Week 17 questions, um, a couple bigger topics that Jake and I thought we'd talk about a little bit more, and then we have um, one, two, three, like five or six writing questions. We thought we'd just kind of rapid-fire them so that we don't run too long with the pod this week. So first thing, I think uh, an important thing to talk about is Hunming Sun, uh, the Tottenham, mostly second striker or winger for them. Uh, he has been very, very good lately. Uh, and 
there's been a lot of questions about kind of what his situation is with the, I believe it's called the Asia Cup, another weird thing that he has to go to. Uh, apparently, the agreement is if South Korea makes the semifinals of the Asia Cup, um, Sun will be heading over there to strengthen the squad. Uh, January 16th, I believe, is the first game that they could potentially he could potentially play, meaning that would be around game week 21. So we're going into 17 right now. That would mean that he's only technically available for four game weeks. Now, it's a complete if. We don't really know if he's going to be available. Um, but, man, he's been on fire. Is he like a player that you've been looking at at all, Jake, or not really? Yeah, it was a coin flip to go with Son or Sané, and this was part of the issue, and and a little bit more I was worried about rotation with him. doesn't seem like uh, Spurs are really going to rotate him that much. Um, I'm sure he'll get his occasional rest. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he is playing up top. His price is not that high. He's cheaper than a lot of other uh, midfielders like Hazard, Sterling, even Sané, even Silva. I don't... I don't think he's more expensive than him. I think he's, what, 8.4, maybe 8.5 now? Yeah. This was the issue for me, this exact thing. I really liked the Spurs run of fixtures. I thought he'd be a good differential, but I just don't know. It, like, is lingering in my mind that he will be gone, and then what am I going to do with him? I guess I could just have moved on, but, yeah. Yeah, I guess, so here's my advice uh, just to anyone that's looking at him. I'm definitely considering him. The issue is I don't think I can get him in this week. So, and if I did, well, I don't know. He might actually come in this week. There's a chance that he could. But if he does, and we've talked about this before in a, a lot of advice that we've given, it's never good to bring a player in that you know you're gonna have to transfer out. Remember, we we always suggest if you're gonna bring somebody in, you should be asking yourself, like, if I got stuck with this guy on my team, you know, till close to the end of the season, or even, you know, a little bit shorter than that, even 10, 15 game weeks. Am I okay with that? It looks like if he goes to the Asia Cup, he's going to miss two game weeks. And then there's the concern that he comes back and Spurs are like, oh, well, you know, Lamella's healthy now. So he's in the lineup and we don't want to overwork Sun because he just played two international games for full 90. So I don't know. It's it's really concerning for me. The thing that's hard to ignore, though, is that he's playing really well on a really good team, and the price is right too. Um, you know, he's he's averaging three point two eight shots per ninety. Just to give you some comparison, um, Harry Kane is averaging three point three seven. Um, Son is averaging one point two three key passes per ninety. Um, and comparing to like Lucas Mora, that's the same. That's better than Delhi Alley. It's better than Harry Kane. So. He's clearly an important offensive uh, asset on that team. I'm just really nervous about the whole Asia Cup thing. Yeah, agreed. Um, He, just like even you reading off those stats makes me want him in in my team all the more. So makes you a little little horny for some sun. Yeah, for some for some sunny boy. So yeah. Okay. uh, Next big topic I think is the Salah topic that I want to discuss and. Um, so Salah's coming off a hat trick and I'm asking this question is it time to let Salah go I am on the fence about it I said it in the last pod I'm very concerned with the result of the Champions League match tomorrow Uh, if they get knocked out 
I see Liverpool essentially going 100% towards the league. They will play in Europa League, but I think that the prim, the prem is going to be what they're really putting their time, their their money, their investments into, which means they're going to feel their best lineup every single week. Their players are going to be rested. Training sessions are going to be planned around Premier League matches. That makes me think that Salah's more valuable. Now, if they stay in the Champions League, we know there's at least a little bit more time that they're going to be split in terms of responsibilities for both of them. So that's going to be a, a, a big weight uh, on the balance there to decide if he's going to stay or go. But the big thing I'm looking at, Jake, here, and I mean, tell me if I'm if I'm just overthinking this, but Salah tends to, and Liverpool in general, tend to have a hard time against teams that sit back. We've talked about this before. And let's look at the next five fixtures here. Uh, United at home. Will United sit back? <laughs> yes, I think so. Okay, Wolves away. Will Wolves probably sit back against them at home? Yes. Newcastle at home. Will Newcastle sit back? Newcastle sits back if they play a Division Four English team. So <laughs> they yes. could play like a an American Division Three college team, yeah. and Rafa would be like, "No, hold back, hold back." <laughs> we go for the counter goal in the 88th minute. Yeah. Then they play Arsenal and Man City, and Salah has this terrible goal scoring record against top six sides. Um, he tends to beat up on everybody else. Uh, so then they play Arsenal and City. So after that, they play Brighton away, which is traditionally a very hard match as well. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just looking at these fixtures like the next six fixtures that takes us through into mid-January. Maybe it's like time to let Salah go and look somewhere else. Yeah, here's I I agree with everything you said, and that's why I let him go, obviously, one week too soon. That was a big factor for me. Here's my question. What are you going to do with the extra funds and who's the player you're considering? Is it yeah. Son? Yeah, that so that's a Yeah, that's a great question because it's a lot of extra money and I would want to probably put it in my midfield uh and you only have so many midfield spots. So, uh it would probably be Son and then uh, I'd have to do a minus 4, but I would get Sané and Son in my midfield. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think if you get those two players in, then it is worth it. Because I think both those players will outperform him. I really have a hard time seeing in those games him... I don't think he'll get another hat trick. Um, Right. Obviously, that's kind of an easy prediction and kind of lame of me to say. But even two goals, if he got one out of those six to be a two-goal game, I think that's pushing it. Um, And then the question being... Will he get a lot of bonus points? Probably not. Um, if if they stay in Champions League, he would for sure be out of my team. Yeah. If not, it's a harder question. But I just think that with Son and Sané more guaranteed of starts, they're the better way to go with the funds. They're going to get you more points long term. The tricky thing is you can't go back to Salah. That's the hard part, right. I feel. So. Right. Okay, well to be determined i'm not sure what i'm doing so we'll see i guess uh all right you want to take this next section yeah so i just wanted to put in to again like the the we tend to like focus on players and their form which is all well and good but this year i mean maybe i'm just the more i get into this the more i realize um how big of a difference it 
it means for what teams are doing and how they've been performing. Do they have major injuries in the back or in the front? Um, just wanted to put together charts uh, looking at it, and this is something you can do pretty easily looking at some websites, but teams in the last four weeks, so this is just the last four weeks, and it doesn't include the Watford-Everton game. Um, it, it goes back the week before for them. Um, so obviously the 2-2 results, don't, don't put that in there, but kind of sticks with what we're seeing. So teams that are giving up a ton of big chances right now are Newcastle, Fulham, Watford, Burnley, even Bournemouth. Uh, I know Liverpool was probably a big part of that, but and then also Everton, surprisingly. Um, of those teams, they're all conceding seven goals or more, uh, the two top being Fulham and Bournemouth, except for Everton. Um, and uh, obviously they're giving up a higher minutes per chance. So those are the teams that you want to consider when when captaining players. Um, probably stay a little bit away from Everton, but like as we we know, it, again, Man United. Not a lot of people have a ton of assets from them, and I was really hoping for. I was even considering captaining Martial maybe this week, um, but Rashford really. Uh, reap the benefits. Fulham still aren't that great of a defensive team. They're giving up a bunch of chances. Uh, on the offensive end, I can really simplify it. The only team on there uh, that's really a surprise is West Ham, which is kind of something wanted to talk about. So uh, out of the, you know, the other teams, it's again, Man United, Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, Man City, but then West Ham uh, are up there as well with actually the most big chances in the last four weeks. Uh, and tied for third in goals with Arsenal and Man City. So it's another team where we kind of talked about this. Like, do you, do you risk going with a differential a little bit here? And I think, yes, you do. So, yeah. So for those that are at home, Jake has made a couple nice, uh, tables that kind of show like big chances allowed and big chances created, minutes per big chance, goals. Uh, they're nice little data tables. I'm going to, uh, post them on our Twitter account, and I will probably put them up on the website too. So um, if you're interested in kind of looking at some of that data, uh, it's a, it looks like it's a really nice resource for picking picking players to captain and then also um, you know other offensive assets maybe that you want to line up again, uh, in your lineup or maybe transfer in. So I'll post the, that on Twitter and our website so that you can uh, you can check them out. Jake, that yeah. was a good job by you. Yeah, try to keep it short and sweet, but we'll we'll post the things, and I think that'll really help for a lot of uh, visual learners. Yeah, so yeah, especially so like for those of you that I mean, I would think that most people that listen to our podcast like they they are into statistics, wouldn't you think that? Yeah, I agree. Like if you're taking the time to listen to a FPL podcast, you probably like the game a lot, and you like to analyze the game. But for those that are like just getting into stats, these are some some really nice statistics to kind of get started with. Things like um, like big chances, um, uh, minutes per chance, uh, goal attempts, things like that. That they just give you an idea for like a snapshot of where a team's at in their progression throughout a season. And uh, and we talk about it all the time, right? It, it's about making choices based off of uh, the information that you have. Um, and you, you just want to want to make the best choice possible with that information. Nobody can tell the future. The game's kind of lucky. But I think if you make 
stats-based choices, you, you tend to be pretty successful in the game. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Okay. Uh, good job. Good job, Jake. Proud of you. Yeah, thanks. All right. Let's do um, – we've got a handful of questions. Let's just rapid fire them. Let's say um, no more than 15 seconds each on each question. Deal? Deal. So you get 15 seconds to answer it. I get 15 seconds to reply. Okay. We'll answer Ready? and give our reason why. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. So Mario says, I've got Martial. Keep. Should I get Sun? Should I get Anderson? Go. Uh, if you can afford it and you're not taking a hit, I would go to Sun right now. But um, waiting to see what his like actual status is is probably fair and i probably wouldn't go to anderson because of the underlying statistics that we mentioned earlier yep i agree i think that if you're going to do sun you have to do sun now um otherwise just keep martial for now uh okay ian says wilson to rashford or hold wilson what do you think jake Ooh, that's a tough one um again it depends a little bit on the martial injury so all of this is pending a little bit um time's up you're an idiot okay rashford is at 6.8 right now um you gotta wait till later in the week we gotta see what's going on with wilson they're pretty close in price you can probably stretch it i'm guessing if you have a little bit in the bank i like rashford uh what does he have for fixtures do we know they have great fixtures. I don't okay. remember it exactly, but they have three pretty good ones coming up. So yeah, it looks except like for Liber- the Liver- Liverpool, excuse me, except Liverpool for Liverpool away yeah. is their first game. But then Cardiff, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Spurs, Brighton, Burnley, Leicester. Yeah, it looks good. So I think that he's someone to consider. I'm just nervous about rotation with him, especially as it looks like he's rotating with Martial. Next one, FPL Shark Garf, our boy Garf says, for the next two games, is it worth ditching Richarlison or is he a season keeper? Uh, and then he's put in parentheses, well, midfielder, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah, I got it, Garf. Thanks. Garf, you son of a bitch. You've done it again. If so, for who, Jake? What do you think? Richarlison, uh, keep or ditch? So actually looking into the underlying stats a little bit more, I'm a little bit scared to own Richarlison. Um, the, the deeper question is for who, and I think that's harder right now. I do like Matto for the rest of the season compared to Richarlison, um, but it is a pretty lateral move. Um, so I don't know if you're gaining a ton, but like Everton's offense just, it's, it's not that great. Uh, they've scored... If you count Watford today, four goals in their last four games, it's just that Richarlison's the one doing all the work so far. So I would actually be interested to to consider dropping to like a Snodgrass for him more than anyone else on my team. So Okay, well, I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction. My advice is it's not worth ditching him for just two games. If you think you want him on your team... He has a great run of fixtures coming up right after that. So um, after Spurs in game week 18. So it's it's City and then Spurs, then Burnley, Brighton, Leicester, Bournemouth, Southampton, Huddersfield, Wolves, and Watford. So great run after that. Um, no, I don't think it's worth wasting a transfer. I'm guessing you have other things you need to fix. We would call that a luxury transfer. If you can afford it, you have literally no other problems on your team, and you know you'll have a transfer in a couple weeks, which nobody does, uh, then you could do it. I'm going to say just hold. But but quick 
Quick counterpoint, if you were holding two and you did have a luxury transfer, I personally think that even going to a guy like Siggy, who I know missed the PK today, I would almost rather go to him than Richarlison, even though they're on the same team. But I think there's other better viable options if you can stretch up your price or maybe even drop to a guy like Snodgrass for a bit. Yeah, okay, fine. Whatever, Jake. Nobody cares. Okay. Okay, Bobby Love, the guy who loves Jake, we should, just, we should just call him Bobby Loves Jake. How's that? Yeah. yeah, that's good. Can you say it with like that smooth voice that you usually do? Bobby Loves Jake. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't like the way you, you made me do that. I feel like you <laughs> That's kind of why I made you do it. So. Ah, fuck you, Jake. All right. Looking to change my goalkeeper from Matt Ryan, do I look premium towards Allison or Ederson or another bargain option like Flappy Hanski? Uh, ooh, that is a tough one. You want to try to take a go at it? Yeah, I would prefer Allison. Um, it's really hard with going with those goalkeepers. I mean, I've been trying to rotate between Patricio and Hennessy, and they've been okay throughout the year, but those defenses just aren't as good. Like, a set and forget with, like, I prefer Allison over Ederson because I think Liverpool's defense is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, that's just the easy way to do it if you can afford the funds. That being said, if you do go Flappy Hansky, you're probably going to have to transfer him back out once their fixtures get difficult. Like, I think his points are coming right now, and they're not they're going to dry up again once they start to play tougher teams. Okay. I think that Flappy Hansky is a great pick. Um, he's got really nice fixtures here. Um, Fulham, Watford, Southampton, Burnley, Brighton. The fixtures do get a little bit tougher after that. But um, if you look at his statistics, he is leading the league. I think him and Hart are the two top in terms of saves. Yeah, Hart has 71 and Flappy Hansky has 62. Uh, so they're they're the two top save getters in the league. Um, I think that that's actually what I normally look at. I look at fixtures and save potential. So uh, West Ham gives up a lot of shots. Um, also, Flapiansky only has two clean sheets on the season, yet he is number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, seven overall in goalkeeper scoring. So I like him uh, going forward. Yeah, but that's kind of what you're banking on. Like he bank he begs you a few clean sheets in these next few games, but then I feel like you are gonna have to get rid of him again. No, so. what I'm banking on is that he gets save points, and that's what makes him the goalkeeper that he is right now. He only yeah. has two clean sheets on the entire season, and he's still ranked seventh. What I'm but, saying is that okay. going forward, he's going to get saves, and that's what's gonna make him a good goalkeeper pick for FPL. And if he happens to pick up a few clean sheets along the way, then it's a great pick. Okay, but he is a full eighteen points behind Allison. So yeah, it's not a ton, but that's a point per game week. So Right. And one point he also costs one point one more. True. So, so. You pay for what you get. I agree. I think Fabianski is the better yeah. player to have in the short term, but long term, I think Allison's going to outperform him. Okay, that's a, that you you won, Jake. You won. Okay, whatever. We disagree. Agree to disagree. FPL box to box. Is it time to consider Manu players? Is Sane a keeper? Sell Manu players, Jake? Yes or no? Uh, keep them for now. Keep no. Is it time to consider Manu players? Oh, 
I was answering the Sané question. Oh, I, okay. Yes, consider Man United players defenders hard with with Martial's injury, but I would I would consider Martial or Rashford um, defenders. Ashley, sorry, what? Up? Any United defenders or no? Oh yeah, I was going to say Ashley Young. Okay, I'm going to say no. You no United defenders. Uh, yes to Martial and maybe Rashford. Uh, Sane keeper sell keep. Uh, Sane keep. Okay, good. Rapid fire. That was actually not that rapid. Um, all right, let's go quick. Who do you like for uh, captains this week? Uh, I like Kane or Son. Um, just based on fixtures and that their offense has been a little bit better. It's hard because Liverpool go up against Man United. I don't think their defense is great, but it's not terrible. Um and Man City go up against Everton, who defensively have been giving up some big chances, but not a lot of goals. They did give up two to Watford today, though. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to throw the captain ban on Hazard. I'm nervous um, away to Brighton. Brighton tends to be very good at home. Um, you know, Liverpool playing at home, uh, maybe Salah. But again, United's just going to sit super deep and try to make it a one nothing game. You know, I could see... Everton and Marco Silva being foolish enough to think that they can they can score against City and maybe stretching themselves a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, but I would definitely be looking at um, Spurs, Arsenal assets, City assets, probably in that order. Yeah, Everton's hard. They just like statistically don't look that great on paper, but then the results of how well their defense is performing of late for the most part really isn't that bad. That's what's hard. So they do give up some big chances, um, but they don't tend to give up a lot of goals. I mean, even like the Liverpool goal, Pickford basically threw it right back into, you know, the box for, I forget who the fuck scored. So, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing this week for your team? Uh, I think I'm holding, but I really have to wait on Wilson and Martial news. What are you going to hold? I'm not going to uh, use a transfer is what I mean by hold. Because on the sheet it says that you had wrote down that you're likely going to hold your sad little cock. That's what you wrote down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone else wrote that. And before it said (laughs) little dick, and then it got changed to uh, huge cock, and now it says sad cock. But I don't have any sad roosters to hold, so yeah. yeah. I'm just going to hold my transfer. Okay, uh, that's good. Um, good for you. I, I, I would be willing to put money down right now that says by the end of the week you will not be holding your transfer. Well, yeah, if both Martial and Wilson aren't going to play, I have to probably get one of them out. Like That just mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Yeah, I think that's the big thing for me is uh, is Wilson. I got to figure that out. Champions League result with Salah, big deal. That'll help me decide what I'm doing. Uh, I have two frees, so uh, good for I you. guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'm a good job. I was looking at my transfers this year. I only made, I've made one transfer in a game week, one week. That's it. Every other game week, I've made two, uh, and I haven't taken a hit. Yeah, it's worked out well. So yeah, it's been a relatively good strategy. Okay, uh, shout out some business. Um, Jim just wrote in randomly. Should I rage shag my cat? Wait, is this our Jim or FPL Jim? FPL Jim. Oh, nice. Okay. Should he or no, Jake? No. Okay, I'm gonna say yes. Uh, Sai said sure, but maybe include a nice descriptive video on how to do it properly. Marco can help with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Oh, screw you, Cy. That's that's well played. He is making fun of my video that I made. God damn it. Uh, Mario, what's your favorite nut? And Squid said, D's. Thanks, Squid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what uh? What is your favorite nut? Um, Probably just to eat pistachios straight up. Okay. I like a good cashew. Oh, those are good. That's like the, the fancy nut, you know? I don't know. Pistachios are probably more expensive than cashews, aren't they? Yeah, maybe. At least you have to, like, work to get to the pistachio. I feel like it makes it a little bit more blue collar. <laughs> you just, just call pistachio nuts blue collar? Yeah, because you have to shell them yourself to get to the good. You have to do oh some work. Your, your understanding for what blue collar is has really changed since you moved out to L.A. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> well, it's like a blue collar nut, you know? Like, like dude, you, you grew up in Wisconsin. Like, yeah. And now you're out there. You're a completely different person. Okay, Jake, where can people follow us if they want to interact? Uh, Twitter at DiveFPL. Also Instagram, the Earth the Dive. Uh, online, DiveFPL.com. And then Facebook. And uh, make sure that you, you subscribe, uh, follow us, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM, Pocket Cast app. Uh, leave us a review. Um, leave us comments. Interact with us as much as you can. We really do appreciate that kind of stuff. Uh, it makes the pod a lot more fun. We do have a, a nice group of people that often write in. Uh, we love when whenever new people do that. Uh, Jake, anything else to add before we call it quits? No, I think that's it. Cool. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. I'm Marco, and I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. <laughs>